Chapter Two of the Story of a Woolly Dog by Laura Lee Hope. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A rich man. Get ready down there. I'm coming. Called the rubber clown to the woolly dog. Is your back strong enough to hold me if I jump? Indeed it is. Answered the dog. And I'll give you a fine ride around the show window. If you have read some of the other books in these make-believe stories. You know that the toys told about could pretend to come to life, move about, and play among themselves, as well as talk. But, of course, all this must be done when no human eyes see them. And, as Mrs. Clark had gone to bed, and as her son Jimmy, the sailor lad, was far away at sea, there was no one to spy on the woolly dog, the rubber clown, or the other playthings. They could do as they pleased during the night. "'Well, here I come,' cried the rubber clown." He was fat, jolly, and good-natured, even though he was a poor toy selling for only five cents. And, though he had a tin whistle in his back, he was not at all proud. The rubber clown moved over to the edge of the shelf on which he had been standing for several weeks, as no one seemed to care to buy him. Below him was the platform, or floor, of the show window, where at this time the woolly dog was the only toy. "'Wait a minute,' barked the woolly dog, as he looked up at the clown, who was about to jump. "'What's the matter?' the rubber clown wanted to know. "'I want to move over a little closer to you,' went on the dog. "'You might not land on my back where I am.' The dog, who had fat little stuffed legs, moved them slowly to and fro, and walked over just beneath the end of the toy shelf. "'One,' began the clown, counting before he leaped. Two. "'Wait a minute,' barked the woolly dog again. "'What's the matter now?' the clown asked. "'Mind the pins and needles,' warned the dog. "'If you land on them, you'll be stuck.' "'I intend to land on your soft woolly back,' laughed the clown. Three, he cried, finishing his count. "'Here I come.' With that, he toppled off the shelf, turning two somersaults as he went down, for he was quite an acrobat, was this clown. "'Oh, isn't that perfectly wonderful?' gasped one calico-dressed doll to another. "'Gorgeous,' was the reply. "'It's as good as going to a circus. "'I didn't know the rubber clown could turn somersaults.' "'Pooh, you ought to see me somersault,' boasted one of the cheap jumping jacks. "'If I could get rid of this stick and the strings that jiggle my legs, "'I'd show you some somersaulting.' "'The jumping jack was afraid lest the calico-dressed dolls "'think too much of the rubber clown. "'The jumping jack was a bit jealous, I'm thinking.' Down, down, down went the clown, turning over and over, as he aimed to land on the woolly dog's back to get a ride. hi yi yelled the rubber clown, in toy language, of course. Here I come. He's a great trickster, said a little penny china doll. Then the rubber clown did a trick he had not counted on. He missed landing on the woolly dog's back and hit the floor of the show window with both feet. And being made of rubber, the clown did just what I think you have guessed he did. He bounced high up in the air. Up he bounded. Hold on there. I say, what are you doing? cried the woolly dog. I thought you were going to ride on my back. I, I thought so too, gasped the clown. He had to speak in jerks because his breath was bounced out of him. The rubber clown bounded nearly as high as the shelf from which he had turned a somersault and then down to the floor of the window he went again. "'Come on, get on my back!' barked the dog. The clown tried, but he could not. Up in the air he sprang again like a rubber ball. "'Oh, isn't this exciting!' cried the penny china doll. 
i should say it is agreed the jumping jack it's the best fun i've seen in a long while it may be fun for you gasped the clown but it it isn't any fun for me up and down he bounced a little less and a little slower each time until at last he bounded only as high as the woolly dog's back now's your chance i'll run under you and you can sit on me barked the fluffy toy and that's just what he did when the clown was up in the air the woolly dog moved over a bit and stood squarely beneath the clown down came the rubber toy landing safely on the dog's back he bounced up a little but not much for you know rubber will not rebound from anything soft like a bed and the dog's back was even softer than a hair mattress now i'm all right laughed the clown i thought i'd never get here though but here i am start off if you please woolly dog but wait a minute i'll blow my whistle the rubber clown made a low bow compressing the air inside his hollow body just as if he had been squeezed out through the tin hole in his back rushed the air making a whistling sound the other toys laughed and the woolly dog barked and then he trotted around and gave the rubber clown a fine ride in the show window light came in from a street lamp through a crack in the window curtain so the toys could see to play about and fine fun they had after the clown had been given a ride the dog kindly let some of the dolls get up on his back and much to their delight he paraded them around the jumping jacks did some tricks and the animals from the noah's ark marched around like a circus procession but at last the clown cried daylight is coming to your places all of you for the coming of daylight meant that mrs clark would open the store for the day's business and then the toys could neither speak nor move for human eyes would see them up to his shelf leapt the rubber clown the calico dress dolls laid themselves out straight in their boxes the penny china doll took her place near the tops and the woolly dog walked to the middle of the show window where he had been put so passers-by would best notice him the store became lighter the street lamps were put out one by one and the sun began to shine another day has begun said mrs clark as she entered her store to raise the curtain i certainly hope i do more business today than i did yesterday rent time is coming very near and i need three dollars if i could only sell the woolly dog she put her tiny stock of toys and goods in order got her breakfast and then sat down to wait for two things one was the postman who she hoped would bring her a letter from her sailor son the other was for customers especially a customer who would buy the woolly dog it was almost noon when a man passed through the street on which mrs clark's store stood this man wore very good clothes and he carried a cane with a gold head he looked to be a very rich man and he was but i don't see why a rich man is walking through our poor street said lizzie to sammy maybe he's looking for a washerwoman for his wife suggested sammy many came to the street for that purpose however mr theodore blakely for that was his name had not come to hoyt street to look for a laundress he had never been in that street before in fact he hardly knew its name or that there was such a street and his coming to it was a sort of accident that morning he had started out in his automobile to go downtown to business he did not like to travel in trolley cars 
and as for a jitney he had never ridden in one in his life but even rich men in autos have their troubles and the trouble that came to mr blakely was that halfway to his office something made a hole in one of the tires it was punctured near hoyt street where mrs clark had her shop i shall have to change a tire sir said the chauffeur touching his hat to mr blakely hum that means delay i suppose i think i'll walk on it isn't far is it james no sir not if you take the short cut through hoyt street all right i'll do it come for me this evening as usual yes sir so the rich mr blakely alighted from his automobile and started to walk through hoyt street a place where as far as he could remember he had never before been it was not often that rich and well-dressed men were seen there and as it happened mr blakely passed mrs clark's poor little store and just then the sun shone on the woolly dog on his clean white curling coat of lamb's wool bless me exclaimed mr blakely for he was rather an old-fashioned gentleman bless me that's the very thing for donald's birthday it will save me going downtown donald cressy was the son of mr blakely's sister and the boy was a great favorite of his uncle mr blakely's sister was not as rich as he was and she could not afford to buy expensive presents but mr blakely always saw to it that on donald's birthday and at christmas the boy had something nice yes that woolly dog will just do for donald went on mr blakely he can't hurt himself with it and he can have lots of fun i'm glad i remembered it was his birthday came near forgetting it and it's lucky i happened to walk through this street i didn't know they kept toys here i'll go in and get that dog then mr blakely opened the door of mrs clark's poor little store and went inside End of chapter 2